Thank you for joining us for Dwelling Place Lithia Podcast. We hope this message will help you find your identity in Christ and create growth in your life. We hope you enjoy this message. I'm going to tell you a story real quick. About 20 years ago, I was substituting in, in a high school. And uh, I went into this one class, and there's this young man, and he got up out of the out of his seat, and he started walking around, and he's just being an interruption, just being an interruption the whole time. And I said, "You need to sit down." He wouldn't sit down. He needed, "You need to sit down." He didn't sit down, and he looked at me, and he said, "You know what?" I want to hit you. I couldn't do this today if I was a substitute teacher, but this is what I did. I walked to the door. I opened the door, and I said, I'll give you one chance. You better knock me out. He looked at me, and he said, you joking, right? And I said, no, come on. I'll give you one chance. If you don't knock me out, I'm coming after you. I said, come on. There was a teacher sitting in, the, in a desk right over there, but he, she wasn't in that class for that. But she's looking at me, looking at the kid, and the young man goes, I said, it's either take the seat and do your work or come and hit me. He sat there. For, he stood there for a minute. He said, you know what? I think I'll sit down and do my work. And so he sat down. But that brought something to me. Who are we? How do we talk? To people. How do we perceive who we are in Christ? Are we showing Christ every day? And I, if I'm correct, my pastor was talking about Matthew 5 last week, the greatest sermon. And I read this. Matthew 5, verse 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, don't resist any... Don't resist any evildoer. On the, on the contrary, if anyone slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other cheek to him also. As for the one who wants to sue you and take away your shirt, let him have your coat as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to the one who asks you and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Young people, 
youth, children, adults. I'm going to say something right now. Toothpaste. Usually I'm going to, no, I'm not going to brush my teeth right now. But this is what I'm going to do. That verse just said, turn the other cheek. How many of us turn the other cheek? How about you young people? How many of you turn the other cheek? I'm not doing it. I'm a man. I got to be the man. Jesus said, turn the other cheek. But if we're Jesus... Like this tube, we don't turn the other cheek. Jesus comes out, but it doesn't come out the right way. Another time, someone speaks bad about you. Are you going to be quiet? Are you going to pray for them? Or are you going to go, no, I'm going to say something bad about them. Then it comes out some more. You were full just a minute ago. You're getting empty one minute by the minute. How about walk an extra mile in someone's shoes? Do you want to do that? How many times do we criticize someone in our mind, but we don't know who they are? We haven't walked a mile in their shoes. We haven't walked two miles in their shoes. And we just pour out. Are we pouring out good things? No. We're pouring out what the world wants us to pour out. That's why Proverbs 15.4 says this. It says, the tongue that heals is a tree of life, but a devious tongue breaks the spirit. James says that we need to stop. We can't even tame our tongue because it's one of the most untamable things in our body. There used to be a saying, and I had a shirt years ago, probably 20 years ago. I think my wife bought it for me. I can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? I'm pointing the fingers at me right now because I want to tell you something. What's the greatest commandment Jesus said? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and body. And love your neighbor as yourself. How many of you love yourself? <laughs> I won't go fishing. I, I'm loving myself now. Yep. 
But I'm the world's worst. Me, I don't like myself. Thank you. But I can serve others really well. I know how to serve, but I mess up on myself. But if I mess up on myself, am I doing enough for the others? Am I loving them? And so, if I keep on, sooner or later, if everything that I try to say and do comes out, and it doesn't look like God, then what? Huh? I'm all used up. Now the question is, I want to ask children right now. Can I, am I able to put this toothpaste back into that tube? It's not going to go back in that tube. It's not. And I thought about this, and it's, it's an ongoing thing, ongoing thing. I love to pick. I love to pester. I'm, I, I'm a pesterer. But how far do you go when it's too far? When someone gets angry? Someone starts putting their fist up and ready to fight? Someone ready to, is that too far? I'd say that's too far. But what about this? I'm going to look at my kids right now. Sorry about this. Toby, Elijah, Brody. Ah, oh, Bennett back there, too. Yes, even you, Libby. <laughs> when someone pushes you, do you have to push back? No. What would Jesus do? That was one of those things when I was growing up. They had WWJD bracelets. What would Jesus do? And you, it wasn't in our mind all the time. It wasn't something, you know, it was just fun and games until something happens. But if you stop right now, turn on the TV, Listen to the news. Listen to what's going on. Has the fun and game stopped? It's worse today than when I was growing up. I will say that. When I was your age, I didn't have everything that I ha you have. Will it get you in trouble? Yes. 
That's why we have to go back to what Jesus said, remember. Let me ask you something. How many of you murdered someone this week? I didn't, you know. Let me ask you something. Have you said something bad about someone behind their back? I know better than that. Even my son said, no. He did this to me. And the other person's like, I didn't do it. Guess what? You're destroying someone inside. You're saying things that don't need to be said. We don't uplift anymore. We tear down. We're easily to, we're, we're a great destruction because we are able to tear down someone quickly. But how hard is it to rebuild somebody? We're not supposed to do that, are we? We're not supposed to rebuild anybody, no. But Jesus inside of us can give encouraging words to lift someone up out of the miry clay, out of things that is harmful. I'm going to tell you something. 20 years ago, I wanted to write a book. Why do we have to be on a roller coaster for Jesus? I did. I wanted to write a book like that. Because I don't think we're supposed to do all of this. And then all of a sudden, in the past probably six months, seven months, God showed me something. God's been saying, guess what, Sean? I'm going to put you on the mountaintop and let it be really, really good. And when everything is great, you're going to feel like you, you've won the lottery in a sense. Because you're with me. You're having a relationship with me. But all of a sudden, when you get to the valley of the shadow of death, what do we do? Oh, look at me. Why am I in this situation? Are we being a Christian? <laughs> Because even Psalms 52, verse 2 says this. Like a sharpened razor, your tongue devises destruction, work and treachery. You love evil instead of good, lying instead of speaking truthful. I don't hurt anybody, but I've talked about somebody. I looked at people and I've judged them. I'm not hurting anybody. I didn't say it to their face. Are you sure? Because what did Jesus do? He wanted to prove a point. He walked up to a tree. And Jesus knew that this tree was not in season, but he wanted fruit. 
but he knew it wasn't in season. He walks up to it, wanting some fruit, and what happens? There's no fruit there. And he looks at it, and he says, I curse you. Die. It says the next day they were going by that same tree. And the disciples noticed it was dead. Why I say that is because of this. I won't get to speak next week. And for some of the kids, they're going back to school. They're going to have to face the world again. They've been at home. They've been vegged out and things like that. But I wanted to tell the young people, especially right now, school's about to happen. You're going to be going into a situation there will be kids saying things, doing things that you're not doing and saying. But are you going to be the impactful one or are they going to be the impactful one? That's like us at work and in our lives. Who are we? Do we impact our family? Do we impact our neighbors? Do we impact the people around us when we go into situations at work? Last week, I went to, in, into a lady's room, and I, ha- I was fixing the lady's uh, brakes on a wheelchair, and she's over there going, oh. Are you okay? No. And then she started telling me her ailments, and I'm like, oh, Lord. But I said, stop. I want to pray for you. She went, you want to pray for me? And I said, yes, ma'am. I want to pray for you. And she said, you're the first one who said that this week. I said, well, I'm going to pray for you. I prayed for her. And I said, I'll come by and see you tomorrow. She said, you will? I said, yes, ma'am. So the next day I come by. And I said, hey. And she goes, oh, it's the preacher man. (laughs) I didn't say that, but okay. She said, but you prayed for me. And I feel a whole lot better today. Over in the independent living that we have, that we had a little lady, and she was going in for surgery. She said, I need you to come over my apartment at noon because my surgery's at 2 o'clock, and I've got to leave at 1230. I said, okay. So I walk over there at noon, and I said, so what's going on? She goes, I need you to pray. I said, Are you sure? She looked at me and she said, why are you asking? I said, you told me you're Catholic. I'm just checking. I'm Pentecostal. Catholic and Pentecostal, two different worlds. And she said, I want you to pray. I said, okay. So I grabbed her hand and I started praying for her. 
finished praying. She said, I'll see you tomorrow. I said, won't you go into rehab? She said, I'll see you tomorrow. I said, you're having surgery on your knees. She said, I will see you tomorrow. I said, okay. So the next day, I got a call. says, I need you to go to uh, a room. And so I walk up to the room, and I knock on the door, and she's right at the door. And she said, I told you I'd see you tomorrow. And I saw you. And look, and she's doing this, and she says, you prayed for me. You believed in God, and I'm healed. And I go, okay. And she goes, no, you don't understand. I was scared. I was afraid. And you came to me, and you prayed for me. And that's what brought life back into me. And I said, wow. Why do we have to hit people when they hit us? Why do we have to say something to somebody when they say something to us that we don't like? Because our world is, we want to be defensive. We want to fight the fight. But Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Jesus said, go the extra mile. Jesus said, speak life into them. You're the salt of the world. That's what Matthew 5 said. You remember what Pastor Jeremy was saying last week? You're the salt. You have to be different. But when we're not different and what we are is what the world is seeing, then we have to change. Again, can we put the toothpaste back into the tube? No. But God can say, here you go. You're whole again. Here you go. Now I'm trusting you again. Don't use yourself up and don't be what the world wants you to be. Be the whole thing that you're supposed to be. What God has called you to be. You're different. You're a light. You're salt. And I just wanted to bring that message to you today. Please stand. We hope you enjoyed this message. If so, please share it. If you'd like to partner with us, you can do so at dwellingplacelithia.org forward slash donate. We'll see you next week, and may God bless you and your family.